Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Did it define the kind of friend that I was? Did it define the mother that I was, the wife that I was, the partner that I was, the caring person? Did it define how good I was at my career? No. It, it didn't. It didn't have an effect on any of those things. So why was I so obsessed with it? Welcome to Honesty Box, where we find the answers to the questions you thought were off limits. And welcome to the Honesty Box at the Balance Club, where we ask the questions you want the answers to. No judgment and no topic is off limits. If you'd like to submit your own questions, you can do so anonymously at www.thebalance.club. Just click on the podcast option and a question box will pop out for you. Each week here on Honesty Box, we will take one of your questions and pose it to an expert. This week, we're talking about our relationship with our bodies after having kids. Now, as a mum of two, I've watched my body stretch and change in ways I didn't know was possible. Then after giving birth, I've seen it change again, and not always in ways I would have hoped. But learning to accept my body has always been a struggle for me, and one that was actually made easier in motherhood. On the podcast this week to discuss this further is Jess Jones. You may know her on Instagram as the fat funny one. She uses her role as a blogger, podcaster, and mental health activist to help motivate and inspire other women. She's a mum of three and she talks candidly about her personal journey of self-discovery and acceptance, battling mental health challenges, body confidence and building a life she says she's excited to wake up to. Welcome Jess to Honesty Box. The question we're pulling out of the box this week is how do you stop hating your post-children body? Now I should just say straight out of the box Jess that neither you or I are medical professionals, we're just two women speaking about our own experience of postpartum bodies and how we feel about them. Jess, I consider you to be, and maybe I've read this wrong, a very confident person in your own skin. Yeah, like, let it all hang out. Um, <laughs> that's kind of my motto with life. But I've not always been that way, um, but I am definitely that way now. When you say you haven't always been that way, what point weren't you? Uh, for all of my life until the last few years. Um, I think I just succumbed to the social pressure of looking a certain way. I was very, very, very much in diet culture. Was on. There's not a diet I haven't done. Um, and I just wanted to be smaller. I wanted to be smaller because if you were smaller, you were more confident. If you're more confident, you got the job, you got the man, you got everything. Um, and then I just realised that actually that really wasn't the case at all. Um, and so I just started to really accept the fact that this this is me. This is my body. Um, now I'm three children on. Um, but it was definitely after the birth of my first daughter that I really actually decided that I was going to just embrace who I was as I was. And so was that something that you came to the moment you had your child or was that something that you had to learn? 
No, I definitely had to learn it. Oh my gosh, like straight after I was like, where is this snapback? Um, I want to look how I looked before. Um, and I did all that thing, you know, when you look at pictures and go, I thought I was fat then. What, I, what was I thinking? Um, and I did all of that. And I went on a really horrendous shake diet um, after she was born, lost loads of weight and then was completely validated by everyone saying to me, you look amazing. Can't believe you just had a baby. I was like, yeah, like living my best life. But I was dying inside. I felt horrendous. I was so self-conscious. I wasn't as confident as I was probably perceived to be. And I needed to do something about it. And when she was about three, she uh, stood on the scales in our bathroom and said, Mummy, Mummy. Um, and she like got her belly out. And she said, Oh, Mummy, I'm fat. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. She is literally absorbing everything I'm doing and watching me. And I cannot do this anymore not just for me but actually for her um because I say this all the time but children will do as you do not as you say so you can tell them they're beautiful a million times but actually if you're not encompassing that if you're not giving them a living example of what that looks like they actually don't always know how to really believe that about themselves so I just made a conscious effort actually no this is I have to make a real change I have to do something about the way I feel about myself um and and that was probably the catalyst for me to really take the reins on feeling more confident in the skin that I'm in um and the size that I was and now I'm like five billion times <laughs> bigger <laughs> and I'm actually probably the happiest and most content that I've ever been I obviously that is very there's there's two massive things there isn't there is it's the kind of diet culture and what you're possibly passing on to the next generation but in terms of your own body and how you saw it change after having children. What? How did you see your body change after you had kids? Well, for one, I didn't understand that once the baby came out, why you still had a big belly. Like, what was that <laughs> all about? Like, I just assumed, like, the baby came out and then your belly just goes back down, right? Like, that, that's because that's what makes your belly is the baby. So I that was really weird. I remember being, like, three, four, even a few weeks postpartum and being like, no, really, well, what's going on here? This, this, this doesn't seem right. Um, so managing just the expectations around what bodies actually do um, when you have a baby is is probably one of the biggest things um but yeah I I was so surprised I think about how much it changed like you you know you know it does but actually you, you don't know if that makes sense yeah you really haven't got a clue of, of how much your body does and when I really started to look into how much your body does when you have a baby I was like both kind of horrified and just so in awe of how incredible you know our body changes and then when I kind of got really into that and considered it this incredible miracle and, and really got into the depth of how much it changes I suddenly was like how can I be angry at, it, at the fact that my body's changed when it's done something so incredibly insane like and so wonderful I can't be mad at it that seems like it just seems so sad to be mad when it's done something so wonderful and so that was a real turning point is, yes, it's changed and it changed a lot. Everything went south. <laughs> Way <laughs> south. Um, and I breastfed for like 18 months and it, it just everything was like different. Um, but actually just it was beautiful to really embrace those differences and really accept the fact that my body has done something so wonderful. It will change. Of course it will we wouldn't expect anything else to change in our life if it was going from you know 
I don't know, changing into something grey or blooming. It has to change. It, there has to be something that, that looks different or feels different. And so I just kind of embrace that. And, and that's definitely helped, I think, um, except the fact that my body has changed. But, you know, for, for some very incredible reasons. I think for a lot of women, though, they can be like, yeah, my, my body's done something incredible and I'm so grateful for what it has done doesn't mean that I love it in its current state how did you get to that point where you can appreciate it and I think a lot of women most women would appreciate it for what Mm. it's done doesn't mean that I have to love the new package that it's in or they're struggling to love the new package that it's in how did you kind of get those two things to marry up so the first thing is not put the pressure on to try and love yourself automatically or overnight that in itself is an additional pressure that just creates and creates a cycle of frustration and disappointment and annoyance with yourself because you can't understand why you can't just love it like everybody else is perceiving to love it why why can't I just get this right and so that in itself just letting go of that expectation of yourself to just look in the mirror and go yeah this is great straight away not gonna happen let's just be realistic this has taken me years and that's not to put anyone off you know the fact that it's a it's a hard slog to get to here because it's it's I can't even explain how worth it is but it's not something that happens overnight the other thing I think is about accepting this is where you're at so you almost have to and it's hard and you're allowed to grieve the body you had before I don't think we we allow people to have that process like you're allowed to be upset about change that's that's totally okay and it is I think automatic when people just want to say to you, oh, but you look great. And you want to like go with that and be like, yeah, yeah, but you just don't feel that way. And I think just allowing yourself to feel those feelings is totally okay. But the best thing, and I think the biggest thing is actually believing that you can change your mind about how you feel about your body one day. There's no mm. point trying if you, you've already kind of set yourself up to fail. If you think, oh, I'll try it, but it's not going to work. Well, that could be applied to anything in life if you really truly don't think you can change then then you won't because it's a choice that you make and that's not a fault of anyone's that's just it's a choice that you have to make so if you start thinking I'll try but I doubt I'm ever going to love these stretch marks then then the answer is no you probably won't so you have to actually accept the fact that change is possible and and learning to love the body you're in is possible you don't have to do it straight away you just have to believe that it's possible for you to even start and that's that's really key especially if you're in the midst of I don't feel good right now I'm not going to love it at all if if you're at that really beginning part of the journey just accept that potentially in one day you will feel differently and that's kind of the, the start I guess it's um it's love quite a strong word I think for me personally, like I, I've reached a place where I, I've kind of body neutrality slash body acceptance is where mm. I'm at. And that is a really happy place for me. And and I would say I have to keep reminding myself that the body I had before I had babies wasn't one I was happy in either. So it's sort of like, what are you what are you reaching for? Like you were never mm. you were never like, bam, look at me. I'm I'm cracking head to toe. So I reached a place where I was just like, how about you just you just sit happy in the place that you are? And that doesn't mean that I go, oh, my God, look at my thighs. I love them so much. Everyone love my thighs. It's just a sort of like, yeah, this is me. Like everything about me is me. And I'm, I'm quite I'm, I'm just accepting of it. And that's not mm. that's not me saying I'm given up. That's just me being like, I've accepted it and I'm, I'm neutral about it. And I'm, I'm I am confident. 
but love I think a lot of women hear that word of like love your body and just be like I, I don't think I'll ever reach that and therefore what am I striving for I think it's managing your expectations I think the place that you're in is still a very beautiful place to be and one of the things that you have to do is really consider the importance of what you look like and that was one of the things that I had to do I had to stop to some degree stop caring and that doesn't mean I don't care about my body and what I feed my body or do with my body but actually I just had to stop caring about what it like why was it so important to me did you know having a flat stomach and perky boobs which I don't actually think I've ever had in my life to be fair (laughs) did it define the kind of friend that I was did it define the mother that I was the wife that I was the partner that I was the caring person did it define how good I was at my career no it, it didn't it didn't have an effect on any of those things so why was I so obsessed with it why did I care so much about something that actually didn't have an effect on any of those things and then I started looking at the goals that I wanted to like achieve or things that I wanted to do in my life and I was so for years I thought oh, I'll lose weight that's a goal of mine but it wasn't it was what I thought I needed to do to have the confidence to achieve all the other things that I wanted to do and I and I didn't need to do any of those things. In fact, I've far surpassed the things that I thought I would achieve just by accepting the fact that I am who I am and focusing on them than, rather than focusing my energy and time on trying to change my body or make it smaller. So I think sometimes it, if you can't strive for love and you think that is really far-fetched and it, and it is for, for a lot of people, then actually just break it down. Just take that side of it away and just think, does it actually define who I am as a person? And I can't, I, I don't think I've ever come across anyone who says, yes, absolutely. What I look like and what, you know, how many stretch marks I have absolutely defines how much money I can earn or, or it, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And when you take away the aesthetic and really just focus on who you are, it opens up a whole world of opportunities and things that you feel and think about yourself. And so I stopped for a long time worrying about or caring about what I looked like and just focused on who I was and so then the love for my body came much later when I realized that I actually just loved me because I loved me as a person regardless of the size or the shape or anything like that so the 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 love of it kind of came a bit later I just disconnected the obsession with my body and what I look like and the aesthetic and actually just who is Jess what does Jess stand for? What does she believe? Who is she as a person? What does she love doing? Um, and then I fell in love with that person. And then the aesthetic kind of just came with it. Do you think people are allowed to say, and is it okay for people to say, I, I do want to change how I look? You know, I do. It could be anything. I, I, don't, I don't want to focus on weight because I think that's just a burden that women carry too much of. But, mm. I, you know, I do want to I don't know, have a boob lift. I do want to do this. I do want to get bigger muscles or you know do you think women are allowed to say this at the moment is that an accepted thing for people to do I wouldn't be true to my faith and my belief of empowering women to do and say what they want as they please if I didn't think it was okay for them to say it and I don't think I, I don't I've never called myself a feminist I don't know why I think I need to learn more about it but I I truly don't believe if we're going to silence or police what other women are saying are we really women and so just because someone says something that maybe doesn't sit right with me or you know I think oh no but you could or, that doesn't mean she hasn't got the right to say it 
and to feel it because her feelings about her body and herself and her life are so valid so it would be wrong for me to say and I get inboxes all the time of people saying do you think you could be body confident and lose weight do you think you could be this and still want this do you think and I'm like but that's up to you that's not for me to decide it might not be the choice that I make for myself but ultimately what I want is for women to feel empowered to feel confident to feel strong our journeys of getting there are going to be very different my biggest thing though is why why do you feel the importance to change it and will it really have the impact that you want it to have is there something bigger going on and not to go back to weight but weight was my thing when I looked at why I wanted to lose weight it it wasn't actually the goal it was it just wasn't it was all these other things I thought I would get if I lost it and I could get them without losing it so my question to someone who maybe says you know I do want you know a boob job gosh I wanted one of those for years okay great why what's 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 the impact that's going to have on you well I want to I don't know have the confidence to do this well could you really find the confidence to do that without doing that could you could you not that's a decision up to you but it's just making sure that you've had that I guess in-depth thought process about it and making sure you're making the decisions for the right reasons and not purely based on the aesthetic but then even then it's up to you (laughs) do you know what I mean I feel like we shouldn't police each other so much into you should do it this way you should love your body exactly as it is yes I do believe that but it's everyone's prerogative and right to feel how they feel and that the culture of judgment do you think I know a lot of it comes from from ourselves Mm. but do you think women as mothers is there still external judgment external pressure that women should look a certain way after they've had kids yeah we should look like we haven't had them <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's essentially what what the society tells us have them all you but think don't look you like think you still do. oh my gosh absolutely i think even without meaning it so when i started to really look at my thoughts about my own body projection and judgment is a massive thing and ultimately any judgment you have on someone else is going to be a projection of something you're feeling or thinking about yourself whether you want to admit that or not that's just a reality some people are really uncomfortable with that and they'll get defensive and I was one of those people until I really actually had to dig deep and go okay this really is about about me and one of the things I used to do if I saw a friend who just had a baby I immediately put oh my god you look amazing oh my gosh you've lost all the baby weight my whole focus was always about what we look like and we do it to each other we use you look great after you've had a baby as this huge compliment and we focus so much on what we all look like and actually the only way we're going to break that down is if we stop doing that like the reality is I didn't look great after I had a baby like I didn't at all and I know everyone was just trying to make me feel better and that's really nice but actually I just I didn't and the focus that I had so much not just on myself but on other people and so until we all just drop the fact that it's a thing and just focus on all the other parts of motherhood or parenting it's not going to stop being a thing because we will constantly talk about it and constantly project it onto each other until we've dealt with it ourselves. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you think social media then is a good place for that or a bad place? A bit both. Um, I love it. I've got such a love hate relationship with it. I absolutely adore it. It's one of the. It's an amazing platform. It's kind of created the space that I've got. It's become part of my career, so I can't not love it. But in the same breath, it creates this. I guess a bit of a hole um, of anonymity where people feel they can say what they want to say, however they want to say it. They say things that maybe they wouldn't in normal circumstances, which again has a good and a bad thing. It's great because people then don't feel so alone because they do get to voice things they wouldn't necessarily say publicly. But the downside to that is not always is that stuff positive. And I think it does a bit of both. My biggest, I don't want to say advice, but my biggest thing about social media is it's how we use it as an individual. I, for a long time, blamed everyone. Oh, she's putting out fake content. She's editing the pictures. Well, they've just put up a picture, you know, when someone puts up a picture of when they've just had a baby and don't look like they've had a baby. And I'm like, well, that's just... But then I was body shaming her too. It, it still was a thing. And so I was so obsessed with what everyone else was putting out there. But actually, I didn't deal with what it meant for me. Why was I triggered by this? Why was I upset about this? Why was I uncomfortable about this? Actually taking accountability for how I manage it, what I consume, what I allow myself to consume and how I feel about it is about me and nobody else so I think social media is one of those beasts isn't it it's, it's there but it's actually more about how you use it as an individual and taking accountability for that because you're the only person you can control so we can get really frustrated about what's put out there but actually we don't have to consume it we don't have to look at it and if we do we can deal with why we do and now I can look at someone posting a picture who's just had a baby you know, who's got a flat stomach and perky boobs and is probably in a bikini. And I think, good for her. She looks great. Wow. Amazing. And I, I do that from a real genuine place. I don't do that from a, well, now she's just making the rest of us feel bad. I don't do it from mm. that place anymore because I've dealt with the issues that I've had with myself. So I think a lot of it is about the individual taking accountability for how they feel and managing that and working through that. So that actually, no matter what you see or consume, doesn't have maybe a negative effect on you yeah I guess you have you have to you know you are the curator of your own feet don't you because mm. when I had my first kid and my body changed and I you know I assumed that when, as soon as I popped a kid out I'd be exercising and doing this and doing that and eating that and eating that and it wasn't my reality and it, that wasn't where I found joy and therefore I had to remove those people off my social media feed mm. because for me, it was just people doing stuff that I thought I should be doing and wasn't, and I felt guilty. And that was nothing, you know, that, no shame on them at all, but I just found it massively triggering for me. So I suddenly, I just purged anything like that out of my feed. It wasn't making me feel good. And I just looked, I sought out women who reflected an image of motherhood that I, I found myself in. 
and it was a it was a comfort for me but I think that wasn't an image of motherhood that I saw represented in the media particularly unless it was you know slightly awful media being like oh look at these women oh look they haven't done this they haven't done that but that that was the motherhood that I I was found myself in and actually it was a happy motherhood there was no shame in that motherhood and that but that's what I think social media is great at is finding your your people yeah and they are there yeah they are you've just got to look and that can be hard because you've got to troll through quite a lot to find the people that you can relate to but also I've I've been having conversations recently is that actually it's nice to actually not always have belief I get a real well-rounded idea of what motherhood looks like because part of the problem and what causes us to then still be so judgmental is when we're just surrounded by people who we can relate to that's our version of motherhood so when it's different yeah. and when somebody else does something differently even our, our own selves can be quite judgmental about that well that's not how we would do. that's not and we do that without even thinking because all we're surrounded by is our version of what motherhood looks like and like you said it's a comfort and it's it's a safe place to mm. be and we want to feel safe we want to feel relatable and comforted that we're not the only ones but what i do now is i follow such a diverse amount of people whose motherhood journeys all look very different and some i can relate to and some i can't but actually that's so nice because now i have such a wider view of what motherhood looks like so when something happens that's very different or i don't necessarily understand it rather than coming from a judgmental place i'm like oh okay i might not agree with it and that's fine but i'm like cool because i see it so i have this really beautiful picture of a range of of motherhood journeys not just ones that i can relate to i still do though remove ones that make me feel bad or that I that make me feel bad at myself. I think that's very very important. I'm not saying follow people just to get a different idea if it makes you feel rubbish. That's that's not not the point. But if there are people that maybe you don't necessarily relate to, but still show this you know beautiful version of motherhood that that we can view and just get a more rounded idea of how different it can be for everyone, then that's a beautiful thing, and you get to appreciate it so much more. It's funny you should say that because when I was researching for this podcast, I was just having a look around at articles online and I won't say the name of it, but it was a really prominent website. And they said, oh, here's seven women giving an honest account of their postpartum bodies. And it was seven big influencers, I think all American, to be fair. I didn't know any of them, but they were all white, all able-bodied women. And I just thought, one, I'm astonished that that passes past any editor's yeah. desk and that was passed but you know I just couldn't believe and they were all no bigger than a size 10 and I thought how is that representative of motherhood on any level and I thought if I was a new mum I just I, yeah. I, it failed on so many accounts and I think that's what social media is good for is finding people who yeah aren't, and having having that, the, the diversity that we deserve to to see and have people be represented i follow yeah. so many different mums i follow disabled mums i follow able-bodied mums with disabled children i follow black mums gay mums straight mums jewish mums muslim mums like literally i have such a huge spectrum and again like I, my family are christian i can't necessarily relate to a muslim mum but i can because we're both mums and we're still going on this parenting journey and it's so beautiful to see and experience other people other cultures other 
examples of what motherhood can look like for other people and part of the problem about what it looks like especially in the online parenting space is it looks very middle class very white very able-bodied very straight that's just what it looks like and so I get so excited when someone comes and shakes that up and it's so nice to see fat mums skinny mums slim mums tall mums short mums it doesn't matter there there doesn't just have to be diversity in you know race or religion but actually in body type in abilities there's so many things that we need to see and like I, I remember when I got pregnant for the third time and loads of women were messaging me going I'm plus size I'm pregnant and I can't see many plus size pregnant mums or plus size maternity clothes all sorts of things and I just thought oh but there's loads of women and I'd share loads of different pages and then I realised just how difficult it is to sometimes find a different version of motherhood especially in a physical sense of what, what a mum should look like or what pregnancy and, and mm. postpartum looks like for different bodies um but it is out there like you said it is out there it's just a little bit of a frustrating slog to find it because it's not always in the mainstream or you know it's not always the people with millions of followers but there are beautiful communities online of all different mothers just sharing their journeys and their experiences and their their bodies their you know giving you examples of what that looks like for them if we were to circle back to the question that was pulled out which was not loving the body that you find yourself in once you've had your child to that woman who stood in front of the mirror looking at a body she doesn't recognize what are the first practical steps you think they can take to start to change that attitude towards themselves get comfortable and what i mean by that is stop trying to squeeze into your tiny jeans buy a bigger pair get comfortable get comfortable with big pants get comfortable with clothes that fit part of the problem we have sometimes is you look at that pair of jeans you try and get them on and then you feel awful when you can't or you do squeeze into them and then you're just physically uncomfortable and sometimes a real practical thing is just wear something that feels nice and that sounds so silly almost and a bit like childish but it's true sometimes just wearing something that's comfortable can just make you feel better in a physical sense you just you stand up better you feel nicer um and it's not always easy you know I lived in leggings and nursing bras for like forever so I just bought nicer versions of those that that felt good that's that's just a really practical thing to do and the other thing is let go of the expectation that you're going to love it straight away because it's not going to happen but believe it's possible believe that change can happen to the mindset and to the way that you feel about yourself the other thing are affirmations and I know this gets thrown around so much and it can be a bit eye-rolly because people are like yeah right whatever but I kid you not I've got an affirmation that says I am beautiful on my mirror and it's been there for I don't know the best part of six years um and it's just a little postcard stuck in the corner and I see it every time I look in the mirror to get ready sometimes I don't even notice it's there because it's been there so long but I look at it and and it's not just affirmations about the aesthetic tell yourself every day I'm a really good mum I've done a good job today I'm a really good wife, I'm a really good friend, I'm caring. Think of other things that define who you are so that actually when you start to love just who you are, then the physical can come a bit later. It's It's not a rush, it's all good and well to put a bikini on and run to the beach and feel body confident, but if you still don't love yourself as as who you are, then actually it's it's not worth it. It's not it's not what you need. Um, so that's probably one of the better things and then surround yourself with people that make you feel good both in real life and online um, so curate your feed make it a, a safe space for you 
diversify it have a look at all different bodies you don't have to be plus size to follow loads of plus size women <laughs> like i f- i follow some fitness women which sounds just people are like oh that's crazy but they've got great bodies too but i don't just think they are, they're the only people who have great bodies i think mine's great at a size 18 too and that's the beauty of it so diversify your feed um and if you've got anyone both again online or offline that isn't making you feel good or constantly makes remarks about your physical attributes just cut them off <laughs> put them in the bin like just don't engage in those conversations it might be a family member who's constantly oh you're not lost the baby weight or all these things they can be things that really bug you don't engage in conversations with them they're not entitled to your time and space and actually being comfortable enough to put boundaries in place to say i'm not having a conversation about my weight i'm not talking about that let's just talk about the baby or actually how i'm feeling or if i've eaten today those are the people that you want to surround yourself especially when you've just had a baby and i my my biggest thing and i've always said this is i've got a lot of biggest things haven't i i've probably said that about five times um, but one of the things i always say is when you do have visitors if someone can come to your house and make their own cup of tea then they are someone you need to keep close and if someone can come to your house and make their own cup of tea then they're probably someone who isn't going to you know comment on your weight or say anything like that but if you've got someone who's going to come over and can't make their own cup of tea and you've got to host then they are not the people that you need in your immediate circle after you've had a baby um and it's not to say you won't ever talk to them again but they're just not the people that you need to nourish you and comfort you and support you and encourage you and and I know that sounds really far-fetched from loving your body but actually all of those things have an impact on how you feel and if you don't feel good then you're not gonna trying to love your body is gonna just seem a million miles away so actually it's really important to surround yourself with people who will make you the cup of tea because actually when you just sit down and have a moment to breathe it, it all seems a bit more possible and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as impossible as it would have beforehand Jess, thanks so much. Some really great advice there. Lots to think about and some really good practices that I think lots of women will be able to use in their journeys moving forward. That's got me in a great mindset. Goodbye, everyone. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started